Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire Northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. This is the October 22nd edition. Uh, we're glad to be on the air. We always start off our show with a prayer. And so we'll pray in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Take God, thanks for letting us chance to be on the air. Thanks for these interviews that we have lined up. And thanks for letting us have a, a vocal uh, presence in Louisiana and the Gulf Coast when it comes to soccer. Help us be able to keep this on the air and help us be able to thrive if it be your holy will. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Well, I'm really excited. We're going to um, preview Central and North Louisiana tonight, along with uh, the North Shore. We haven't talked about the North Shore very much. Ran into Michael Ortner at the uh, Halloween tournament in Mandeville, and I uh, saw the girls that he's coaching, and I asked him if uh, they realized how lucky they were, and uh, he said, of course not. And uh, and that's how it goes with coaching, isn't it? But it was nice to run into him. We're going to get a closer look um tonight as to what to expect from the high schools in those two regions. And then we're going to really have two more left. We're going to talk about the home and Thibodeau area and hopefully Lake Charles next week. And then we'll probably be reporting scores. Today was the first day. It was really, really exciting. And uh, I'm pumped up, ready to go. Um, we have uh, uh, I have one thing, uh, though, I want to announce. Um, um, North Terrebonne uh, is putting on like the, the Terrebonne soccer uh, area. You have a chance to be able to go and and get a get a rare opportunity. The referees there are providing a clinic for parents and really for everybody to to orient them as to what is the difference between high school rules and club rules, and of course the big changes in both uh, this year. It's going to be held on the 29th, That's this Monday night uh, at 6:30 p.m. That's a week from now at the North Terrebonne Library in Gray, Louisiana, a wonderful little town. Uh, the Home of Soccer Referee Association is going to host the, that question and answer session for everybody, and um, and they have a Facebook page called High School Referee. QA social, that's good. Uh, and what they're trying to do is just try to have a dialogue between players, parents, coaches, and officials. We usually have a lot to say to each other, but not a lot to say with each other. And uh, we really uh, have to do a better job of that. At least they're giving that, uh, their fans an opportunity to be able to hear what they're doing. I mean, look, they do a great job at home at Thibodeau. They feel so welcome and uh uh, when we play there, I really feel like I'm getting a fair shake, even if we're playing a HOMA team. And uh, um, I really uh, want to commend Terrebonne Soccer for this, and hopefully it will help uh, diminish a lot of the anxiety we have uh, in the stands uh, uh, when the season gets cranked up. Well, um, we're going to have to take a break. Remember, uh, if you want to advertise on the show or get your, your event sponsored like we just did, get in touch with me, and we'll do what we can. Uh, it's very, very affordable. And, uh, again, uh, get in touch with us at Monday Night Football on Twitter or at Facebook or, or A. DeRitter at LA Prep Soccer, and, uh, and we'll give you our rates and we'll get you promoted. Um, um, we have a really exciting um, in-season schedule coming up in a couple of weeks uh, with our reporting on the top 10 teams in the state and players of 
the week and uh, and the games of the week. And so it's going to be a lot of fun, and it'll be a good time for you to get your business if you are a soccer-related uh, company or if you just want to target your business towards people who are in the soccer community. Um, you can't go wrong either way. So get in touch with us. Uh, uh, you can call me at 504-577-3131. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk about North Louisiana soccer on Monday Night Football. Your voice for you, soccer. We'll see you after the break. It's no ordinary sports show. Candid conversation. We've got it all. Must have guests. Significant Louisiana sports figures. Serious knowledge. Post-game breakdowns, trivia, historical flashbacks, and my editorials. That'll make even the most diehard sports fans go wow. From the one guy who's always in the zone. It's what happens when you've been around Louisiana sports this long. The WGNO Sports Zone, Wednesdays at 1015. Welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Now we're really blessed to have on the line Coach Nick Arteague, uh, the head boys coach at Washita High School. Welcome to the show, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'll tell you one thing we really wanted to do on this show and that we've been trying to do is trying to reach out to North Louisiana and make sure that they, they uh, feel the love of the show as much as we have in the South. So I appreciate you uh, letting us call you tonight. And um, let's get right to it. Who in Division One are the favorite teams in uh, in North North Central and just North Louisiana in general? Yeah, so I, can, I mean, I can speak pretty well about um, North Louisiana and Central Louisiana. I've got a, a decent friend in in uh, Sinlet, Greg Pond, Greg Como, who's at Pondville. Um, so I think okay. Alexandria out of, out of the teams from the Monroe area from out from Sinla, Alexandria is probably the best. Uh, and I think, you know, if people sleep on them in D1, that they might surprise some people. That they, uh, they went to the D2 championship game a couple of years ago. Um, had a decent season last year. And I know they've gotten a couple transfers that weren't, weren't able to play last year that will be able to play this year. They got a kid from IMG Academy, I've been told as well. So wow. um, I think that they'll be pretty good. And they'll, they'll give anybody who doesn't take them seriously a, a rough time. I didn't know they moved up to Division One. They did. Uh, they were in D1 last year. Um, and this will be their second year there. I'll tell you what, that's going to give a headache, especially for the people up there in Captain with Captain Shreve and, and Airline. Shreve, what Bird, Bird yeah. Shreve, and Airline are going to have a lot to deal with with them. Who, so you think Alexandria will have the upper hand over those? I do. I think I think they're probably the favorites in North Louisiana. Um, Bird is always pretty pretty good. Uh, it looked like Shreve had a, had a strong team last year, but I think they had quite a few seniors. So I think it'll be uh, Alexandria favored in that district. West Monroe is also in that district. Um, yeah, and, and they, they had a pretty they, good season last year, didn't they? They they did. They got a new coach last year who um, sort of built in the program. So I think this year will just be a continuation of that, and they'll be stronger as well. What about Pineville? They seem to be yeah. like always around the corner, but never really take the full turn. Yeah. So, you know, Greg does a really good job over there and they've got a few really talented players. Um, it's just tough. It seems like with the the way things work in, in that parish where the kids kind of get to choose where they go to school, uh, yeah. that, that they're just one or two guys short from, from competing with Ash and, and those other guys in that district. So, they're they're competitive with every team. We play them every year. Um, it's always a really good game, and 
And so they're they're able to do stuff and, and they can compete in district. But as far as how deep of a run they could go, it, it'd be something special if they if they went pretty far. All right. Do you feel qualified to talk about the girls or should I save that for another show? I can talk about the Northeast Louisiana girls for sure and a few of the similar teams. Okay. So you <laughs> think Bird's going to uh, make another run? Yeah, I'd say, you know, out of, out of the teams up here, they're probably the, the best. Um, West Monroe girls had a really, really good year last year, had a great team, but they, they lost a couple girls to D1 schools. And so I don't think they'll be quite as competitive um, as far as that goes, be able to compete with the birds and things like that. Okay. So I think they're probably still the favorites. All right. Excellent. Well, in division two, okay. Uh, um, who, that's we have really two districts. We have a bunch of teams in that area. Who stands yeah. out um, in districts one and two? It's a really spread out um, district, and you know districts all the way from Alexandria to Monroe and and Shreveport. So there's a lot of schools involved. You know, traditionally in Northeast Louisiana, Neville's been the powerhouse. Um, they had a little bit of a down year by their standards last year, and now they've got a coaching change. So they're oh, really, really interested to see how uh, how that turns around. Their, their new coach has been around for a long time. Tim Judd, he used to be the head coach at St. Fred's in the past, and he's assisted there for a while. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that program's done after, you know, Ben Rogers was there for, man, almost two decades. Right. So And he had a definitive style of play that was really hard to play against. And so I'm kind of interested to see myself what Neville's going to be doing now. Absolutely. Um, Rustin made the semifinals in Division Two last year, one of the best runs by a team in our area um, ever. Yeah. So th- th- they also are having a coaching change. Um, Why? <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's not everything's out there, but there there's definitely some backlash to it, and okay. Uh, okay. a lot of rumors flying around. So you know, I don't I don't know that I can speak on all of it. No, no, no. Um, but no. it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they come out this year, how the, how the kids play and stuff, because they definitely have a lot of talent. They didn't lose a lot of seniors from that team last year. And so, you know, that that's kind of a mystery as well in our area. Yeah, well, one thing I don't want to spread is rumors. Rumors are a waste Absolutely. of time. You right. know, I hear they have this team called Washita Parish up there that's pretty good. You know, we got some good results last year, um, building a program. The balance for us is always trying to uh, make the athletes we have at our school into soccer players. You know, we only have four or five travel players if we're lucky at a time. So it's uh, we have, we have to play hard. We have to play you know a defensive style, and you you we have fantastic speed. We probably have the fastest kids in the state. Um, wow, but, in the state, uh, you know, four three forty kind of kids. Wow, uh, four four. <laughs> Okay. One, one of our kids from last year is playing at Millsaps now, so I was really proud of him for that. That was our first college signing. Uh, oh, good. And so, you know, sometimes we get in front of the goal, but we can't always finish. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a work in progress. Um, we'll see. Uh, but, I, I, you know, in our district, that includes Tioga in Sinla. Um, includes Natchitoches Central, Rustin, Neville, like I just named, West Washtaw. I think it'll be a, a battle at the top between Neville, Rustin, and and us. Um, sounds we'll pretty competitive. Tell yeah, you know, really from the, competitive. From the Shreveport district, ben, Benton is a really good D two team. Okay, that they got out there. Um, so I, you know, from from the Shreveport area, I would look out for them to make a little bit of noise. They they have some skilled players and also play really hard. So 
Um, I kind of identify with them as a team a little bit. Okay. And um, is there any sleepers over there in Shreveport? You know, I'm not too familiar with the Shreveport district outside of Benton. Um, i trying to think. Okay. You think any other teams out there? Well, no, no. I just I, that's that's one of the weaknesses of being down here. We don't right. know these teams, but uh, I, I did notice Houghton last year made some noise, and so I'm um, have to maybe call those people and see if they're they're really mm -hmm. as as good as uh, they were last year. Right. What about the girls in 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 this in Division Two? Who are the front runners? Now, typically, um, West Washita and um, Neville. Are, are generally the uh, better. The Benton girls are phenomenal. Um, so as far as north northeast North Louisiana in general, I think they're they're pretty strong. Um, in, in our district, our our girls are actually improving a lot. They uh they they had their best record in school history last year. So I think that they could surprise some people. Um, but I, you know I think it's wide open up here between Neville, West Washita, and Washita. Um, kind of kind of chasing Benton. Is what I would say. Okay, okay, and um, and no cattle magnet. Yeah. Oh no, I forgot about them. Yeah. So they, they had a little bit of controversy last year in the playoffs, but I mean they're they're a really good team as well. Um, they're they're boys. You know, I, I didn't mention them either. I would say that they they're probably a step above um, us and Benton as well with some of the players they've got returning. So i would look out for both their boys and girls to make a deep run this year in the playoffs and do well in the regular season uh, yeah. especially in some tournaments we've got yeah and that and that's another thing is like you know uh we don't get to see them that often down here and it right you know louisiana is a lot bigger state than people realize that four-hour mm -hmm. drive either way is is a pain you know it is and it's, <laughs> it's a commitment to make it because you know that's 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 gas you got to pay that's hotels you got to pay to stay in we make it twice a year down to lafayette we're going to um the copa Cadiana. Good. We're going to go down again to play Boshanna Sanimal, which we'll see how good of a decision that is. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then we're playing ESA as well. We're going to meet them halfway. So oh boy, got a few games right. <laughs> we just let the boys see some good soccer. <laughs> okay, you're going to see some great soccer with ESA. Right. Let me tell you. Oh, that. I know they're phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to get them on the schedule just for my kids to be able to experience that mm -hmm. that level of just fluid play. You know, right. Well, in Division Three, you got uh, two two districts as well. One small, one one large. Uh, uh, in, in District One, Bozier, Loyola Prep, North DeSoto, and Union Parish. I would mm -hmm. imagine Loyola Prep is running away with that district, Tom. Huh? Yeah, they're they're good, and you know they they have some a, a good quality travel feeder into that that school. Um, so I think they're they're far and above, you know, the dominant force in that district. I will say North DeSoto always seems to to win a couple games you wouldn't expect. So whether that be in tournaments or regular season play, um, just watch for them to have a couple upsets. But Loyola certainly is the favorites. Okay, in District Two, uh, I would say you know Menard would have to be one of your favorites. But DeRitter, well, I played a lot of. Let me tell you something mm -hmm. about DeRitter. Uh, a lot of their players uh, are their. Uh, Kids who are going to be playing for them played in the uh, Raceland tournament two weekends ago, and mm -hmm. that's going to be a huge asset for Derrida High School to be able to uh, get a, a club, you know, a club base in their hometown. Anyhow, so I think Derrida's going to be—I think Derrida's going to be a problem for sure. Sorry for that. Absolutely, noise. and they were they, man. They had a good season last year. Um, I, I believe their one of their best player was named the uh, MVP for one of the All Star teams. 
Alexi, you know, unfortunately he graduated, but they, they definitely, you know, have a good thing going as far as Menard, they have the, probably the best player in the, and for sure in North Louisiana, they might have the best player in the state with Elias. Um, I don't know how much you've heard of him, but yeah, we've heard of him. Okay. He's really good. Also Jeremy Poklimba is their coach now. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, a huge potential for uh, growth and consistency over there at Menard, because I think they've gone through quite a few coaches in the last few years. Oh, but he's going to be a stable force. He's a really good coach. That, including having having that such a good player. Um, man, it'll be interesting to see how they do. They're going to be dangerous. You mm-hmm. know, a team that I really, really always have to um, watch out for when I go to um, the showcase is Leesville. And uh, they're stuck. I don't know how you make a district with Bolton, uh, all the way from <laughs> Bolton to Leesville. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just Louisiana. I mean, you got you to put these school sizes together. Up here in North Louisiana, we don't have the, the population that there is in South Louisiana. So it's a little more spread out. That's that's saying, okay, yeah, it's, that's an understatement. What about the girls <laughs> in Division Three? Do you know anything um, about them? I, you know, uh, to be honest, I'm not as familiar with it. Okay. Yeah, as, as we get lower in the girls, I know a little bit less. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll try to get in touch with some of the girls. Uh, if you're listening yeah, yeah. on and you're, and you're a part of the North Louisiana girls scene, get in touch with me on LA Prep Soccer, and I'll be glad to get you on the show. Well, Division Four, um, it looks like uh, there's also a plethora of teams. Uh, District One, it's nice to see Evangel not shying mm-hmm. away from soccer like John Curtis mm-hmm. down here has, being fo- big football schools. But uh, really, who District One and Division Four? You got Calvary, Evangel, Magnolia, North Caddo, and Red River. I mean, who who's got an advantage there, or is this one of those play three games districts and they go to the playoffs? Yeah, I think it's kind of turned into that. Um, Evangel a couple of years ago actually had a really good team. They uh, they actually came to our Monroe tournament um, and and shocked some people. I think they made the semifinal or something like that. They 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 were really good, but as as one of those really small schools. It seems like they reload in waves, right? Every few years, they'll have their their freshmen come up, and and they'll be good again. Right. Um, last year, they didn't have as good of a season. They were pretty weak. So it'll be interesting to see if that growth has has taken them to the point where they'll they'll dominate that district again. Uh, but generally, your Red Rivers, your Magnolias, they uh, yeah, they're sort of they're sort of feeding winds around to each other. I tell you what, there's a lot of Washita schools i mean y'all must be really mm. cutting the talent in little pieces because you got <laughs> yeah. washita christian too i didn't know there was a mm-hmm. washita christian right there's quite a few schools in our parish sterlington's in our parish as well oh right okay i never even heard of them before what kind of program yeah, they, do they, they have they just started last year actually it was their first year playing varsity soccer last year and they made the quarterfinals really into episcopal of baton rouge um wow they have you know they have a good team they have one phenomenal player who unfortunately just tore his ACL and MCL in football. So, oh my! So, uh, you know, he had he had opportunity to play college soccer. So that's just a, a really tough thing for him and his family. Tell you what, injuries happen to anyone Indeed. anytime. My heart goes out to him. Uh, Glenn Mora, um, th- they made some noise last year. If they I remember did. correctly, they, they had an excellent season. I think a lot of their team were juniors. Um, they had kind of a stud forward who, man, this dude looked like he was in his twenties. He was a beast. Okay, you know, I, I think that he he uh, he's gone, but uh, they still have a lot of their core coming back. So I think that they'll continue to surprise some people as a really small school. I don't, you know, I don't think they even have football there. Wow. 
Okay, so they don't have to deal with all the distractions that that causes. Right, yeah. Oh, boy, today, I don't know about you, but, you know, we had football teams, girls' Oof. soccer, boys' soccer. It was it was chaos today. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure a lot of y'all were feeling that tonight uh, as oh, yeah. we just got back on the field. I was well, happy to get back to it. Amen, amen, me too. Uh, any any parting thoughts about uh, who are the teams you think have a chance to make a run to, to win the state championship, all four divisions in the, for the boys? Um, I would say in D1. Uh, Alexandria and Bird would probably be the two that I would I would throw into the mix. I mean, man, it'd be an upset, obviously, since you have the Jesuits and St. Paul's and and Mandeville's down south. But those two schools, I think, could surprise some people and make a run. Um, in D two, I think if Rustin brings back all the talent they had from last year and their new coach pays off, that could be a school that takes that next step and makes it to a state final. Okay. Mm, D3. Uh, would you say was Menard in D3? Oh, let me see. Uh, yeah, um I think Menard with with Jeremy at the coach I I would I would yeah. be I would be really scared of them. Yes. That's another division that's sort of uh, you know, wide open and and having such a good player, having such a good coach, that's uh man, it'll be interesting to see what they do this year. For sure. All right, and D four probably not anyone, huh? Now, now yeah, that one player I mean, is I, out for Sterlington. Right, I think that maybe Glenn Moore could, could go a couple of rounds in if they return as much as I think they are. Um, but OCS is really young, and and I think that's the case for a lot of the schools up here is that they just don't have the depth to make such a run. All right, well, look, you finally got a microphone where southern southern coaches are listening. You got anything to say good. to all of us? <laughs> Well, man, I'm I'm from South Louisiana. I love soccer, and that's that's why I do is because I learned it down there. Um, okay. But I think that as the game progresses, as we have more opportunities to, to play, and those those distances are are those gaps are bridged, that you know the sports kind of coming together, and and we're getting more opportunities. Uh, last year we had quite a few teams in in the quarterfinals, a couple in the semifinals across different divisions. So. I'm not going to say that North Louisiana is there yet because they're not, and there's a lot of things that will have to improve and change before before they can consistently compete. But, um, you know, every once in a while you might have a special team that uh, that makes a run. So, Yeah, you just we'll never know. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you again during, during the year if there's something really exciting going up in that area. Yeah. And I uh, wish you the best of luck. I mean, having – forwards that can run four three you might not need any luck so. that's scary no we need luck because they can't finish for anything so <laughs> all right coach thank all you right. very much thank you all right god bless Bye. you all right that's the state of at least boys soccer in north louisiana we'll try to have to catch up with some of the girls coaches out there get in touch with us again at monday night football on twitter or facebook or at ada ritter at la prep soccer um uh, .net, and I'll be glad to um, get you on the show. When we come back now, we're going to go to the big, bad North Shore where these powerhouse teams are just clustered together. We're going to have one of our longstanding friends, Jimmy Inman, who does a lot of the TV broadcasts, and uh, he's the head soccer coach at Covington High School. Give a rundown who he thinks is the favorite. I wonder if it will be St. Paul's. Anyhow, we'll take a break to pay some bills, and we'll be back on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter, and I'll see you after the break.
Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at De La Salle High School in New Orleans. De La Salle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future, and of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at DeLaSalleNOLA.com and schedule your spend a day today. That's DeLaSalleNOLA.com. You can advertise your business for as little as $50. Contact us to see our rates and get your business in front of the Gulf Coast soccer community. Follow us on Twitter at M-N-F-U-T-B-O-L, as well as Facebook, or call us at 504-577-3131. All right, welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. And now we're going to turn our attention to the North Shore the Big Bad North Shore, and we have one of our favorite um, callers. He's not just a caller. He's a very active member in the uh, soccer coaching world, especially in the boys, coveting head coach Jimmy Inman. Welcome to the show, Coach, again. Thanks, Coach Dredder. Much appreciated. All right, let's cut right to the chase. Uh, uh, this will be a hard question to answer. In Division One, who's the favorite team? <laughs> no, I, I would have to say it's – Two favorites and uh, a school that uh, also could probably uh, work their way into the mix. The obvious two uh, are North Shore and St. Paul. I mean, St. Paul was in the final last year and gave a real good account of themselves. I thought they played a, an excellent match. Um, and if it weren't for a couple of moments of brilliance uh, by Jesuit, uh, you know, in the dying moment, so to speak, uh, St. Paul's would have hoisted another championship last year. Yeah, I thought they had the game won, and then all of a sudden, boom, <laughs> that shot came out of nowhere. So. Yeah, it was. It was truly a moment of brilliance, and, and sometimes you just have to tip your cap to the young man for coming through and, and the clutch. Uh, and, you know, North Shore, Coach Ryan Lazaro, uh, he's he's done an excellent job. Uh, I mean, we, we know what Coach Moser's capable of. We've seen uh, what St. Paul can do, and I mean, my word, I mean, what Coach Lazaro does at North Shore year in and year out, uh, they've been superb, and they return most of that squad from last year. So uh, they're going to be stacked. So those are the two teams to beat, if you will, on the North Shore. The team that uh, people need to keep an eye on, and at least in my humble opinion, is Mandeville. Uh, you know, Coach Ari has a great squad coming back as well, and uh they're, they're going to have some depth, and they can certainly jump into the mix. Oh, and, and they're going to be well coached with him at the helm. And I got a chance to play their JV last year, and I, and I know what you're talking about. They seem to be, you know, locked and loaded. It's just uh, there's so much momentum with St. Paul's that it's kind of hard to turn it. But it's time for Ryan to do it, I would think. How come you think the well, talent I mean, is – Go ahead. They did. They did have success last year. I mean, North, North Shore is they're they're a quality squad. So uh, when I say it's a two team race in terms of uh, the, the two that have separated themselves, it truly is two teams. And uh, in, in terms of this upcoming season, um, and again, Mandeville is going to be in the mix at some at some point. I mean, we've seen how good they can be. And as far as the rest of the squads. Uh, Hammond returns quite a bit. Uh, Jonathan King is over there, and um, 
you know, if you look at uh, Fountain Blue with Salvavato, and he's got something going on, and Michael Alt over at Slidell, so the, the whole district, and that's that's not to exclude, obviously, Covington High School with Dexter Shera. He's only been doing this a day or two, or <laughs> maybe 30 or 40 years, so the, right. the wealth of knowledge is there, and, and even though uh, Covington lost quite a few players, they'll, they'll be competitive, I'm sure. So the whole district, in terms of the rest of the district, you know, teams in the district, uh, they're going to be tough. And I mean, I left out Ponchatoula and William Wallace, the coach over there, put them in the playoffs two years ago for the first time in over a decade. So it's, it's a quality district from top to bottom. Really? I don't just, I don't see how people survive that district because of the no. injuries. I mean, there's just got to be a, a truckload of injuries. You'd have no, um, you have no off week, you know, no off game. Yeah. There certainly isn't that uh, in terms of just the uh, the mental toll. Uh, like you say, every game is a big game. There are no off nights, uh, and uh, that's I suppose that's the challenge, and that's one of the reasons that when you see a team like St. Paul, uh, you know, get into the playoffs and make deep runs or uh, you know win the whole thing, that's not a surprise. Uh, and, and that goes for North Shore as well. Uh, Mandeville's made some deep runs recently. Um, I mean, last year, I think there were five Covington area teams, and there are only five uh, in the playoffs. So, you know what I mean, in terms of the number <laughs> of Covington schools. So every Covington school was in the playoffs. So it does show the depth of, you know, the, the, the sport in the region. So it's pretty impressive. Well, in Division Two, you got Lakeshore and Salmon, so they kind of have the line share. Do you think Lakeshore is going to be Division Two for much longer? Yes, uh, from what I can understand, they'll remain in Division Two this upcoming, you know, cycle for reclassification. And look, that's Coach Chris Penton, and he's done an excellent job. Uh, but you've got, um, you know, Salmon's got a, uh, a young core coming up. They were sophomores last year. And let me tell you, the team to watch in that, you know, area is Pearl River. Uh, they were quite competitive last year, and I would expect them to be the same. But the reality is, in that division, Lakeshore is the class of the division. And, and you know, they've got some guys playing football right now, and that's the American-style football as opposed to the international-style football. Uh, but those guys like Jacob Bernard, you know, they can absolutely play those sports at an elite level. Now, Holy Cross is in their district, right? They are, absolutely. So, um, and they're going to be the class of the district. I'm referring just simply to the, the North, North Shore. Shore. Yes, okay, good. Right. All right, let's so, say what, no, how Holy in the Cross. world do you get Holy Cross in that district? Uh, why would yeah, they be know, in my district? Good question. <laughs> good question. And, uh, I'm not at the LHSA, so I can't answer that question. I can only scratch my head after the fact. <laughs> yeah, I would like to hear the rationale there. I really, really would. In Division yeah. Three, uh, what, what do we have on the North Shore that you think stands out? Well, I tell you what, uh, Pope John Paul was a very young squad last year with Coach Clavier. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna do an excellent job, and I think they're gonna be pretty, pretty solid going forward. Um, and if you look in Covington, I mentioned the Covington schools, uh, North Lake Christian School with Nick Chetta. They have had an incredible run as of late. I mean, he's an excellent coach. Um, and they've had they've had the troops to get the job done, no doubt about it. And he is a major component of that. Um, and then if you look at uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, one of their former players, uh, Joe Petz, is back in charge. And look, he's an excellent upcoming you know, up and coming coach. I mean, I mentioned some of the younger coaches, Salvavato, 
Uh, and Joe Petz needs to be mentioned in that same breath. Just phenomenal coaches on on the on the rise, so to speak. Well, one of your uh, pedigree is at Christ Episcopal. Uh, they started really building it from the ground up. You, they're going to be ready to go. They are. I tell you what, Gregory Carnavale and Tony Judice and uh, you know Nick Bodion, that crew over there has done an excellent job. And uh, yeah, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And uh, I mean, quite simply put, Tony Judice and Gregory Carnavale, uh, you know, Nick, they are the Midas men. I mean, what they touch turns to gold, it seems. And yeah. the quality of coaching there and the expertise that's on display. It's very impressive, and quite frankly, as, as their former coach, I'm quite proud of those young men. Awesome, awesome. Well, they had a great mentor. Now, look. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> one one of the teams that I'm curious about, I played them three years ago driving a bus on a two-lane highway on a weeknight. He said, we're just right by Covington. You just come on by and play us. I said, okay, well, I'll play you. <laughs> it's Pine. <laughs> How good yeah, are they going to uh, be? That well, was the longest well, Pine, road trip of my life. <laughs> Pine is just around the corner, in about an hour or two. Um, <laughs> so I tell you what, Pine is a new program. It's on the up, uh, the upswing. Uh, they in Franklinton are in the Franklinton area, uh, and that is a, a tad bit of a haul from from Covington. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I from where out. I am, it's it's forty five minutes. So I can only imagine coming from Dallas Isle. You must have felt like you were taking a road trip to uh, you know Tennessee. Exactly. But, uh, My kids are like, "Are we there yet?" It's like I thought we would be there by now. And uh, yeah, anyhow, you it's just... better have a, a full tank of gas before you take that trip. But great kids, they work hard. Yeah. Um, and you know, quite frankly, uh, the growth of the sport into other areas that normally haven't they haven't had the opportunity to play the sport in the past. Uh, that's a testament to the sport in of itself. Well, I'll tell you what, um, you know, I'm pro LSA too, and, you know, they've been trying to get soccer off the interstates. And I think, if anything, the high school uh, scene has, has done more of that than the club scene. And uh, Pine, I think, is one of those examples where the kids, they can't afford to play club ball or travel or whatever, but they can definitely represent their high schools. And and, uh, and that they do, and then they do so uh, at the best of their ability. And, I mean, they have a blast, and they, they get better at it, and the sport grows. At the very least, uh, down the road, you're going to have more of these uh, younger people who are playing that get involved in the sport at other levels, whether they are coaches or assistant coaches or just fans for life. No matter what, it's good for the growth of the sport. Hannon, what about them? I tell you what, Hannon has really done a good job. Um, they, uh, they're, I mentioned once again, five schools in the Covington area and Hannon. Uh, was one of those five schools that made the playoffs as well last year. They made a coaching change, and quite honestly, I don't think it was uh, based on something negative. I mean, they were in the playoffs last year. Uh, they just chose to go in a different direction, or the coach that was currently there was going to focus on some other areas. Uh, but they're going to they're going to do well. Hammond, uh, excuse me, Hannon High School, quality young men that are they're going out putting in the work and they have quality coaching. So you put all that together, they're going to be successful. All right, all four divisions. Who do you think can make a run to the state championship? 
Wow. Um, I tell you what, I mean, you can't leave out North Lake just because Coach Jetta has his guys ready to go. And St. Thomas Aquinas is a very good squad coming up. Um, so in terms of uh, their division, that's that's who I would look, look to, so to speak. Um, and Lakeshore is going to have a pretty good squad. And then, of course, uh, you get into uh, the you know Division One range, and I mean North Shore is loaded for bear coming back with an exceptional coach, and St. Paul just simply re- they just simply reload, and Coach Moser is an excellent coach, uh, and then you throw in Mandeville and you know some of the other squads like like that have you know previously mentioned, right. and uh, honestly any of those three could make a deep run. But, uh, I mean, in my mind, the, the two teams to beat are North Shore and St. Paul. And it would not surprise me to see them, uh, you know, facing off either against one another or, you know, maybe Jesuit or somebody of that nature, uh, you know, Baton Rouge Catholic in the final. Well, while you're on the show, did you get all the teams that you wanted in your Piney Woods tournament or is there any more room? There is still some more room. Uh, I have not finalized the schedule. So uh, by all means, uh, if yourself or somebody else is interested, no, I'm coming. Uh, you can go. You can go on the prep, and we'll we'll set it up. And honestly, uh, the way that I've done it in the past is, uh, and, and will continue to do so in the future. I try to take all the coaches' wishes, wishes into account as best as possible, um, and I also look to uh, the, you know the new concept with the power rating. It's something that needs to be taken into account as well. And you and I both know there was a transition from old school coaches like ourselves into the new school era of power ratings, but that is something that has to be taken into account. So I wait to do the divisions and the schedules until after I see who all we have. But there is uh, there is some room, so if uh, you, you know someone out there is interested, they can contact me uh, through the school website at Covington High School, or they can contact me on the prep soccer. Uh, I, my my tag on there is Chelsea 007. So, I always wanted to ask you why, but I won't on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've been a Chelsea fan since 1989. Okay, but why 007? It was, believe it or not, the other first, the first six were taken. <laughs> so I tried to do one. I just okay. tried to do Chelsea, then one, two. Eventually, I was like, well, you know what? Let me just put 007. It's James Bondish, so okay. why not? And it worked, so that's who uh, I am on that particular website. And look, I'm going to tell you all about his tournament. One thing good about tournament is very marriage-friendly because you get there early in the morning, but you play three small games, and you get it done in one day. Okay, so and, – and it's not – the, the downside of that is that the, the games have to be small, but usually tournament games are. But you, you, you really get it done in one day, and it's done at a time of the year where really you need to answer a couple of question marks you might have um, before you start really piling into the regular season. And, and it's at a perfect time just after Thanksgiving, and I've always enjoyed going there, and the food is fantastic. So, well, much appreciated for all of that, and uh, like I said, we look forward to seeing you there. And the format, more likely than not, uh, will be uh, the play up, play down for you know variety, which is a unique variety in that you play up or down to your competition level as the the you know the, the matches progress. 
And it, it keeps that last match interesting, whether you are, you know, two 0-2 teams that are looking for your first win of the season or your two 2-0 teams playing in the final. No matter what, you're looking at the squad across the way and you're saying, you know what, let's go out here and put this W on the board and, and go from there. And I, I think that that's an interesting format. So, And I stole that, by the way, from uh, St. Paul's uh, freshman tournament many years ago, and I thought it was an excellent format, so I want to give credit where it's due. Of course, you're a great, good Christian man, so you would do that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, it really, really does work, uh, and it also is a, a great team builder in a very small period of time. And uh, November is a hard time to coach because you don't know if you have football players still playing. And with nine state championships, the chances of having a football team still in the playoffs now are high. And uh, this tournament allows you – it's kind of like a chance to see what you got and and see – because I don't know about y'all, but I, I know in the North Shore you'll have to be starting district games in December. You can't wait for football to end. Um, the irony is we've we've gone to one round only okay. on the North Shore, so we actually don't start until January. So, which uh, is uh, wow, which is interesting. But uh, you know, you mentioned earlier this, this, the district schedule being brutal, um, and that's actually been beneficial, I think, for the squads going into the playoffs. It allows teams to have more free reign in terms of their scheduling. But in the, the same instance, uh, you're, you're not you're not in that battle royale every you know every three days. Right, right. So it, and and the wear and tear that you mentioned earlier, it, it is a concern. Uh, it was duly noted by the coaches in the district, and it allowed us to uh, to work in that direction and and keep the you know student athlete at the fore and player safety at the fore as well. Right, and of course you lose the double jeopardy, which could work for or against you, you know. Uh, having, you know, I mean, hey, having St. Paul's on your schedule twice is not going to hurt your power rankings, you know. But uh, but I, I'd rather play them just once. I agree with you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> they are juggernaut, no doubt. <laughs> well, look, Coach, uh, final words. Anything you wanted to say about the North Shore that we didn't talk about? No, I tell you, it's, it's we are very fortunate. We have a, a very good camaraderie among the coaches in our, our entire region. Um, the sport is the focus, and the young men are the focus. And that's you know a pleasurable setup. Because let me tell you, if you if you get an acrimonious setup, it gets sideways really quickly. So when <laughs> when everyone's you know on the same page and working to the same goal, and the better the better squad wins, or the better strategy comes comes out on top, you tip your hat, shake your hand, and you go about your business and, and try to pr- help these young men to become the best young men they can be. And that's a that's a nice thing. Amen, brother. Well, Coach, uh, I'll be, you know I'll be keeping in touch with you throughout, and I'll be looking forward to seeing you in a few weeks at the tournament, and I wish you and your family all the best. Yes, sir, to you as well, and uh, you know to all the, the young guys out there and the coaches that are involved, thanks for your service, and good luck and good health. God bless you. Take care. <laughs> bye, Alan. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, that was Coach Jimmy Inman. And, uh, of course, no big surprise to hear St. Paul's is right up there. But I tell you what, you better watch out for Mandeville and North Shore. And let me tell you something else, too. Uh, Jimmy's old old school coach, 
just because he didn't talk about Covington doesn't mean Covington ain't got nothing. Okay, uh, uh, Dexter's been around a while too, and so um, keep. I don't think you could take any 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 school on the North Shore lightly. I went to the tournament this weekend in Mandeville, and the the, the training up there is is uh, as good as it gets. You have Mandeville Soccer Club, then you have. Uh, Covington Youth Soccer Association in Madisonville, okay? Plus, then you have Slidell. So my uh, 13s lost to the Slidell 15s in the finals and um, uh, at, the, at the Vanderbilt tournament. And, boy, I tell you what, that team was stacked from head to toe, and our guys got better from playing it. So the North Shore's got it going on, and uh, we'll see how it all plays out when the games start to be played, and that's where it really counts. Well, we've talked enough tonight. Next week, I'm going to try to fill in the gaps, especially when it comes to the girls in North Louisiana and um, and also on the North Shore. And I want to hear from the Lake Charles coaches as well before we really start cranking in the schedules. Of course, most people aren't going to be playing games for another two weeks or so, uh, but the practicing has started. Let me remind all of you all also that you got to make sure that uh, players and coaches, you got to make sure that the club play is now ceased. You cannot play club ball in high school at the same time unless your your kid is playing in a showcase tournament that's a bona fide showcase tournament. Uh, Chad spent some time today uh, explaining that to me because in New Orleans we have that that reality. We have a bunch of players on some really good teams playing in a showcase uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And, uh, and they have the right to do that and play for their high schools at the same time. I can't say I'm a big fan of that uh, because uh, are we out as high school coaches to build teams, camaraderie, and life skills, or are we out just to win games? And, and winning games is not the, the end all for me anyway. Um, and uh, that's just me talking there. Uh, I think uh, some of the friendships and some of the experiences we've had with high school soccer throughout the years have uh, – have been priceless, and and most of the teams, like most of the players who played in the, all the state championships last year, most of the seniors did not go on to play college ball. Some of them did, more girls than boys. Um, but in reality, this is, for a lot of us, this is as good as it gets. So let's enjoy it, everybody. Well, that's it. Um, uh, you can get in touch with me on Twitter and on Facebook and also on LAPrepSoccer.net. Um, or you can call me at 504-577-3131, 504-577-3131. If you want to get your business on the air or if you just want to get your two cents in. Uh, remember, and if you want to get an audio clip in, you can uh, leave me a voice message or you can leave me a voice message on Facebook Messenger. So many ways to get in touch with the show. It's your show. Shame on you if you don't get in touch with us. God bless you and your family, and Carpe Diem in Christ. We'll see you next week on Monday Night Football. I'm Coach Alan Ritter, head soccer coach at De La Salle High School for the Boys and the Director of Coaching and Soccer Innovations, signing off. Bye-bye.